Hello beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I say that every time, juliatreat.com, but um, I am in the midst of massive change, uh, change as many of us are. And so my website is kind of can act quirky at times. So don't fret if uh, you have any issues trying to book something or get my free book, my free ebook, which is a copy of the book I published in 2015. Anything at all, then just um, email email me and we will get it taken care of. Julia at juliatreat.com. So that is only if you're having problems booking. Don't please don't email and ask me questions about you know your personal stuff because. Uh, it gets overwhelming. So welcome if you're new. And um, thanks for all of you that have been supporting me over the years. So I wanted to talk today about how we, you know, how we blast through our fears. And our, our fears really are just false evidence appearing real. <laughs> I'm sure some of you have heard that before. I've really been doing my own blasting through fear, so many fears lately. Each time I blast through one, I say, well, that, was, that used to be my biggest fear. And now whatever the next biggest fear is, bring it on. I don't have time to be scared anymore. I don't have time to be holding back. I don't have time to be in fear. Uh, it's time to up level. And I know that. And I am leaning so much on God and the angels, not in desperation. I am leaning on them to have courage and strength as I push past old fears. So I'll talk about some of these old fears of mine that I'm pushing through and, and the result and what's happening as I do, because as always, I hope it inspires you just to take the step towards one of your fears. So um, I'm like, I'm thinking so much has been going on. I'm trying to reel it in so I can bring it into this message. Some of you may know I started appearing on a local television show. It's called PA Live. Um, I, my first appearance, I was terrified, but I knew it was something I had to do to get to the level that I know I'm supposed to go to or be at, whatever the case may be, what I signed up to do, what God expects me to do, and not expects as in forcing, as in we made a deal before I got here, I have a feeling, <laughs> that Julia, you're going to go spread the love and light and you're going to help people expand and believe in so much more than what they have learned from society, from their family, from church, from all the stuff they've heard. And again, this is not a judgment call. It's just that I get it. We we, the programs and the belief systems start very, very early on. In fact, uh, this is all going to be tied together, but I'm going to start at even being a child, you know, when we're very young, we learn early on, very young, what is expected of us to receive a good or bad reaction. So we, we learn very early, and, and it's usually our parents, and again, no fault to parents because y'all were just taught whatever your parents taught you. Um, but we're taught very young that we're either good or bad, which in my book, I think that should end. That should never, those words should never even be uttered ever again, okay? <laughs> never good or bad. That we 
can become, let's say, we start school, and then we want the five stars, or we want, because that, that means we're really good. And if we get four, we're okay. If we get three, we're not as good. And two, huh, we got issues. And at one, we really suck. <laughs> and this is an adult speaking, you know, from a child's mind. We start these rules so young. So we start to be people pleasers, right? So young. And then that's what we commit our life to, to be. I'm going to try to please everyone. I'm going to try to please my parent, who I can never please, but yet I'm still going to try. And then after they pass, I'm going to, that's all I can think about now, that I couldn't please my father or my mother. They never could say they loved me, or they never could love me like I wanted. So we start the people pleasing so young. And then we just stop pleasing ourselves, doing what we need to do for our own growth and healing and expansion. I mean, I get it. I, I had lived years holding on to things from my past, so many things. And recently, I think it's the podcast, the title of my podcast, it's a couple of weeks before this one. I think it was The Angels Brought Me Back to God. I think that's the title of it. But I, I'm trying to think of the title. I remember what I spoke about. And I spoke about how at six years old, around six, that I had sat and listened to one of my father's sermons. It's probably one of the first ones I ever listened to because uh, my dad's a Baptist minister, retired. So I'm a PK, preacher's kid. And so I grew up with lots of, I mean, we all grew up with lots of rules. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming again the Baptist religion. But we grew up with a lot of rules. We also grew up in the spotlight of a lot of judgment. And so not only my father expected to be a certain someone or something in front of his church, but then also his children were expected to be a certain way. And so after this sermon, this is when I realized, this, is, this was my big epiphany of my entire life, okay? After the sermon, we're driving home. I'm about six, and I can remember it. I'm in the back seat, and I'm like, Daddy, you know, I have a question for you about what you said today or about your sermon. I don't know the exact words. Now, my dad was not fire and brimstone in any way, which maybe that's why this sermon kind of didn't sit well with me, because it was more like, I remember the message I took away. I, I don't know what his words were, and I don't believe he meant to cause whatever happened within me. But what I took away was, at six years old, all of a sudden I felt like God didn't love me anymore because I was a bad girl. I was a sinner. Like, whatever the words he said, this is what I took on. That I had to repent, that I was this bad little girl now, and, um, you know, if I didn't watch my ways, that maybe I wouldn't be going to heaven, or like just all the stuff, and... I, you know, in that back seat of the car, asked my dad, or I actually stated something. I said, Dad, I don't think God is like that. I, just as a matter of fact, I don't think God's like that, Dad. And my father said, you're not supposed to question the Bible. Because that was another rule and program that we were raised with. And I said, I simply said, I wasn't questioning the Bible. I was questioning you. <laughs> Now, I love my dad. He's a saint in my book. He is one of the kindest, sweetest men I've ever met. Um, and I asked him recently if he remembered that conversation, and he said, I do. Yes, I remember that. Now, he did not like that. He didn't like to be questioned about what he was preaching about because 
my dad was a preacher since he was 17 years old. So he went to school, he went and learned all the stuff, and he went. Um, I also asked him another question once. I said, well, Dad, I know you learned where you went, and you learned about the Bible that you preach about. And, that, and then I started questioning, you know, every religion believes they're the one that's correct. And I said, and y'all are using the same book, most, most everyone is. So that's kind of confusing. And I said, and what about, what about all of the teachings that were left out of the Bible? I said, what about the Gospel of Thomas? You know, that was Jesus' teachings, basically saying, you can have anything you want. The kingdom of God is yours, and the kingdom of God is here. You know, we're, we're really to be creating heaven on earth here. It is not something we have to earn. We don't have to earn God's love. And so I was saying all this, and I could just tell the conversation wasn't going to go in a, I don't know, most positive way. But, and so we just changed course and we started talking about something else because I, don't, I am not here to convince my father of any, anything. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. I'm just here to share with things that I learn, things that I come across, things that I experience so that perhaps it will help others expand into, huh, that, isn't that interesting? Maybe I can be open to learning more about that or whatever the case may be. And so at a very young age, getting this feeling or understanding that, oh my God, God does not love me now. Wait a minute. You know, I was just talking to him yesterday in my bedroom. Like children are so connected with the angels and God and Jesus and and loved ones. They're not in some faraway galaxy or heaven, like faraway place. And... um. All of a sudden now, my whole world changed, and I decided, I took on, I was a bad girl, and let me tell you, I had a lifetime of self-sabotage. Many of you don't know, you know, lot, as much as I, you know, many of you don't know what I put myself through. Uh, it was a lot. Self-sabotage, any chance I got. Um, even, you know, drugs for a while, um, very active sexual life at a very young age, raped at a certain age, and um, pregnant at 19 with a gun held to my head by my boyfriend at the time who was jealous, like, like, and literally homeless there for a little bit. So I've been through some stuff, and I'm not saying, the only reason I'm even saying that is that I had to release all of that. I had to release all the, any kind of resentment, anger, sadness, um, fear, all the stuff so that I could raise above it and begin to change the way that I viewed things, the way that I saw things, the way that I manifested things. So stepping into this new role that has, <laughs> this is where I'm going to say maybe God forced this on me, I, I'm, which is okay. I mean, I really do feel, and I was ready uh, to get myself on television to be on the show, which then, um, now I was just on a local radio show, Froggy 101, yesterday, and it was a total blast. I was actually on for two hours. Now, here's the thing, okay? So all of the life stuff that I held on to, and then I, you know, I've been working with the angels, help me release that, help me forgive, because forgiveness does not mean what they did was okay. It just means I'm no longer going to let this affect my life. I'm going to release this because if you have loved ones that have passed and things weren't 
um, you didn't get what you needed or you think you needed or things weren't hashed out before they left, they are in a space of joy and love. And I'm going to say this. They don't get off scot-free, okay? So if they really did some things here, I, they go to angel school. I've seen it in my mind's eye. I have told people in readings, I've described their loved ones to a T, and I'm like, they are in angel school because the angels know that they needed love more than anything because they couldn't show it. So for those that couldn't show love, they're in angel school for a while before they go through that next door. For people that um, committed suicide, they are immediately swooped up. The angels are waiting for them. Now, angels can't interfere with free will. And so I know a lot of people ask, well, if the angels were there, why didn't they keep my son from doing that or my daughter from overdosing? And it's because they can't interfere with free will, so they cannot do anything unless we call on them. Unless, and here's another big unless. Unless it's life or death and it is not our time to go, which I believe we all do have a date already set. If it's not our time to go, that's when you hear the stories of the miracle happened for me. So those that have committed suicide, overdosed, any type of way of taking their own life, the angels take them directly to angel school and begin just loving them so much. And here's the thing, whether it's suicide, OD, or a loved one who was a real asshole, okay? Um, they are taught or shown. It's almost like they see this big movie screen. Now, here's the thing. When I do readings and I, I quote-unquote see stuff, they come through the ways that we're going to understand in this human form, right? So I see them showing the movie, and they're showing the movie for the person, and the person has to sit there. Now, if someone did really bad things here, they actually have to sit through the movie of their life, and they have to feel the emotions of the others. They have to feel the emotions of everyone that they hurt. And trust me, it is a big deal. I've always seen them sobbing, so regretful, feeling shameful, like they're just beside themselves because they have to actually feel what they caused. And once they get through that movie, the angels begin to show them what could have happened if they would have moved into love, right? Because it's really only love or fear. You're choosing one or the other, love or fear. That's, that's what it is. And so for any of you wondering about loved ones who have departed because of any of those scenarios, I just want, I hope that brings you some sort of relief or comfort to know that they, number one, aren't alone and that the angels are helping them. They are loving them. They are teaching them. They're doing all the stuff. You know, they're showing those that, that left by their own hand, look, Look what would have happened or could have happened if you would have stayed. This is what could have happened if you would have chosen that, you know, that um, path or chosen to stay. They do. They show them so that when and if they come again, they're going to have that wisdom, that wisdom within their soul. And so blasting through the fears for me, being on the television show and then Froggy 101, I said, hey, Doc, uh, Doc Medic is... is it's Doc Manic and Jesse. Sorry, Jesse, I don't, I can't think of Jesse's last name off the top of my head. But um, they invited me on. I went in, and it was bright and early because they were on really early in the morning. I'm usually a night person, but you know what? It just showed me that I really can do anything. And 
So I showed up and thinking, oh, I'm going to talk about what I do. And Doc says, all right, Julia, so what? this is what we got planned. You're going to read Jesse, you're going to read me, and then you're going to read callers when they call in. Okay, internally, you know the big-eyed emoji, like, oh, shit emoji? That went on internally, but I smiled and said, great, I'm here. And I was in the inside going, okay, Angels, you better help me with this because this, this scares me because I'm going to tell you what. Being on the radio wasn't necessarily my next biggest fear because the television show got me ready for that. But my next biggest fear was reading someone live. And so look what Universe did. They lined it up and they, I didn't even, it's a good thing I didn't know going in because I would have been more nervous. So I found out right when we're getting ready to, right when they're getting ready to introduce me, I didn't have time to even get nervous. So what a blessing from the universe that they set that up for me. Because I, I would have probably him hot a bit longer about doing that ever. And they're like, oh, hell no, girl. You're on this freight train and you finally, you know, are letting us steer the ship. Literally, God's steering the ship. <laughs> We're going through the storm. Let's go, girl. Just hang on. It's going to be it's so amazing on the other side. And it was so much fun. I was supposed to be on for about an hour, and I ended up being there for two hours. They had people calling in from as far as North Carolina into this radio station to talk to me. They ended up playing even more of my segments today, the next day, after, and they said they continue to have people calling in wanting to talk to me. And one woman, they, they aired her uh, little message, and she said that, that I was amazing and that they needed to have me on as much as possible. <laughs> so I thought that was very sweet. Um, I think they do plan to have me on. I don't know when. But what I'm going to do is um, I've had a lot of you reach out and ask me about how do I watch you on television or how do I listen to you on the radio if I'm not in that area because they're local stations. So I'm going to post the links where you can check them out. Um, the links online so that you can go check them out. Um, Froggy 101 actually has a, it's an app, and I will share that as well, an app where you can listen to them. So each thing I do, each thing that I push through that, I, that used to terrify me because it goes back to being that people pleaser, remember? Are they going to like me? Am I going to do a good job? Will I get the stars? such bullshit. We're just here to be ourselves. And we're, here, we're not here to keep worrying about the judgment about everything. Will I be judged? Will I be good enough? So I'm just like blasting through and I, I don't even care if I'm good enough. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be me. Just like I've been on this podcast for, since 2015 when I launched it. I'm just me on here. I don't want to be anyone else. And going on television, the first two times I was on, I realized I had already shifted into what do they want me to look like or what should I wear? What should I, my hair be like? What about my makeup? And I'm like, I came home and told Michael after the second episode, I said, I can't do this each week. I can't stress out about what I look like or what I'm wearing. I just have to be me. That's it. So what is it that you are still resisting in pursuing, doing, taking the leap into. And here's the thing. Oh, I'm going to bring this up because I know someone. I'm not mentioning any names here, but I guess I'm going to throw this out as an example. 
someone who is here and has been told this several times. You're here to support your child in coming out to the world. Uh, it's a child that's transgender and very young and mom even got wings from the universe as the school district reached out for her to start being a public speaker about this. Now, sorry, my dogs are wrestling. Oh my goodness. And they really sound vicious sometimes, but they're just nothing. They're just acting up, acting silly. Um, okay, girls. So I've watched her journey waiting. I'm like, oh, come on, get in the spotlight. Like they're asking you to, and your daughter's ready. And I told her a long time ago, your daughter's ready. So if you're listening to this, I'm not going to mention your name, but you're going to know who you are. It's time. So here's, here's what I've been watching. So she was, you know, encouraged, get up as this mentor, coach, leader type of person for the change. And her daughter's a big part of this change. She's one of the Rainbow Crew. You'll hear more about the Rainbow Crew if you don't know what that means yet. Um, they are the children that are here to change the world and just so much love and light. And so she, she is pursuing coaching, but it's in a fitness arena. And I'm just watching and going, oh, I'm excited for you, but oh, this part's missing. This is the big part, the part that had to do with your daughter. This is the part. <laughs> so she's, that's what we'll do. So even for me, I was pursuing all these things, and yes, it was in the direction, or at least the same kind of um, going the same, I guess I'm going to say direction, but I still wasn't on that one path. I wasn't on the path yet, completely. So I was going in the direction of my dreams, and I just had to, well, I didn't even have to. God did it. Just, let's remove all this stuff right here so you can actually see the lane that you're supposed to be in. Because yes, Julia, you can do all this stuff, but you came to be in this lane right here, and that doesn't mean I'm putting you in a box. That means you're in this lane. And your lane is different than anyone else's. And that's why I had to remove all of this so you could, you could get in your lane. Now I want my own radio show, my, maybe television show. I just realized with television, you actually do have to um, shower and look presentable. <laughs> I mean, I can do this podcast in my pajamas and y'all would never know. But um, no, I'm learning a lot and I'm working with some, some amazing people who are making change in the world you know, and they're, they're supporting me now and helping me reach more people on their platforms. So I am so grateful for that because as soon as I removed everything and everyone, which that is not a judgment or a, you're not working for me or you're dragging me down. It's a, I need to remove everything so I can become super clear, which might mean then we can regroup here eventually. But right now, this is what I needed to do. And so as I've been moving through everything, then booking uh, my first big group reading, which if you're hearing this in time and you can make it, I'm having a group reading in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's going to be at the Ritz. It is February 15th from 1 to 3. So there's a two-hour group reading from 1 to 3. And then from 3 to about 4.30, I, always, I said an hour and a half to two hours because we'll see how long I last because you know, group readings can, they do um, take some out of you, like they just, it's a lot of energy, but there will be a VIP reception afterwards. So you have two ways, 
that you can connect with me at the group reading if you wish to come. One is just purchasing the group reading. I'll put the links below in the podcast. It's um, $65 to come to the group reading. You can come to that from 1 to 3, February 15th. Or you can purchase the VIP event, which is the group reading, and then you're going to stay after for some food, beverages, and some Q&A with me. So the people that stay for the VIP event will be able to actually speak with me personally. So um, that is $125. If you do the whole package, it's $125. It's a really great deal. The Ritz is such a cool place. It's a theater that has been restored, and they're still restoring it, but they've done, it is, I mean, I went to look at it. I wanted to get a tour. I am in love with it. I could feel the excitement within that building from all the souls that had been there years ago and performed or watched performances or movies. You know, I was just blown away. It is so cool. And the really cool, well, the funny part is, parked my car and walked up to the door to go in, and their address is 222. Of course, um, the television station that's in the, the first floor next to the theater is the same station that I am on the program for, but in the next town over, Wilkes-Barre. So it's the same station, wink, wink. Then I walk in, and everything is just painted beautifully and decorated beautifully, and on the wall is a set of wings where you can stand in front of the wings. I mean, you can't get any more winks than that. (laughs) So I love it. I'm having the group reading February 15th. Join me if you can because tickets are already selling because I've been announcing it on the radio program and PA Live. And it is also where I'll be having my live event July 24th and 25th. We are collaborating on that this week. And so if you want to come for that, which may include a retreat beforehand, I am working out the deals, details for that because several people still wish to come and spend some time with me here in Northeast Pennsylvania and go to Elk Mountain and Seven Tubs and do some other really amazing things that with me here. So keep your, your ears open for that. I'll be announcing that soon. All right, my loves, I hope that this helped, helped you in some way, many ways. And, ah, you know, just whatever it is that you've been resisting, but you're going to have an internal knowing. There's something that you're going to go, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I'm just scared. Whatever it is. It could be leaving a relationship. It could be getting on a dating app. It could be, you know, leaving a job, creating your new career. It could be calling your child and saying, hey, I'm sorry, I really fucked up. It could be calling your parent and say, hey, I had an abortion. Do you still love me? I mean, I just talked about that last week. I carried that for 20 years thinking I wouldn't be loved. Do the things so that you can release the chains once and for all. Which means one last little tidbit, and then I'll, I'll end this podcast. I was watching the new Harriet Tubman movie. Oh, I love it. I love it. So many messages for me in that. But as I'm watching it, it's just reminding me, because y'all know I believe in past lives. We've been here more than this time. In that lifetime when those of us were slaves were there, that it's just the chains. So every lifetime there's chains We've created the chains. And so in that lifetime, it was the belief system, if I, if I run, they might kill me or torture me. So I'm going to stay. A lot of people didn't run. She helped so many people. It's the programming and beliefs, right? It's the, do I choose freedom or do I choose the chains? And right now, 
wherever you are in your life, universe, God, angels, your guides, it is saying, we've got you. All you have to do is choose freedom. Which, yes, that means that you might have to do something that scares you, or you may have to make that call, or you may have to um, quote-unquote hurt someone only because you're going to take care of yourself. See, we, we people-please to the point where we are hurting ourselves. So release the chains. Take care of you. Do whatever it is that you need to. Blast through your fears because I'm going to be right beside you doing it as well. All right, y'all. I will uh, post all the links to everything I talked about today. I am sending massive love to you, and I can't wait to meet again. God bless. Wait, don't go anywhere just yet. I have two amazing opportunities to tell you about. The first opportunity is my spiritual boot camp that is changing lives every single day. Let me ask you just a few questions. Do you feel lost, broken, or defeated? Do you struggle with manifesting the good stuff? Wondering what you're doing wrong? Do you feel stuck, not knowing where to turn next? And did you know that you have a massive team of angels and guides just waiting to help you? Did you know that life could actually be easy and that God has always intended it to be that way? There was a time several years ago where I was at my rock bottom and it happened suddenly. I really didn't understand what was going on, but all I knew is that I was basically losing everything. I fell to my knees in my yard, and I called out to whoever was listening. And lo and behold, God was. And what God did next blew me away. God sent the angels to me to help me begin to manifest the life that I've always dreamed of. I had no clue that we had this massive team of angels and guides that could help us, but that they weren't allowed to unless we called them in. And so as I created this beautiful life for myself, I began to realize that others may benefit from what I had learned on my own. And so that is how Spiritual Boot Camp was birthed many years ago. Spiritual Boot Camp is a 28-day program that you can do in the comfort of your own home. When I first launched this program, it was $555, and I had 80-something people sign up. Over the years, I have realized that some people just can't make that happen, but I wanted everyone to have the opportunity to do Spiritual Boot Camp so that they could get connected with their own team of angels and guides and learn how to turn everything around. And so for the limited time right now, you can get in my spiritual boot camp for just $47. Yes, I'm being for real. So let me just tell you a few things that you can expect in the spiritual boot camp. First of all, you'll be put into my members area, my private members area, where you can access your course at any time. You will also be invited to my private Facebook group. Now, you don't need to get in that group to have the benefits of spiritual boot camp. It's just a place where like-minded people can come and connect. So on day one, you will start with a new routine. I give you a morning and an evening meditation. Both meditations will be utilizing your team, calling them in, and asking for specific things. The money, the love, the opportunities, the excitement, the joy, the healthy body, all the stuff that you are dreaming of, you will be giving it to your team and allowing them to bring all of the answers to you. Yes, we can create a magical life when we involve our team and we do our part. 
You will next then be taken into creating the vision of your life, what it is you want it to be like. I will also be taking you through your intuition. Intuition 101 is one day of my program where you will learn how to tap into your intuition and trust it. You'll learn what's going on in your home that could actually be blocking all of the good stuff. You'll learn how your programs and limiting beliefs are keeping things from coming your way. And I'll show you a really easy to, way to start turning that all around. I take you every single day in my 28-day program one step further. Each day builds on the next. It's five to ten minutes each day. It's super easy. It's going to blow you away. And to top it off, I have a money-back guarantee. So if this does not change your life in some way, you actually can get your money back. So don't let another day go by praying, pleading, wondering when is it all going to show up. Just get into Spiritual Boot Camp today and start creating the life that you truly and are madly in love with. Now on to opportunity two. This is for those of you who are the spiritual entrepreneurs who are ready to go big, to shine your light, to be a beacon of hope for the masses in the world. There's almost 8 billion people on this planet, and we need to step up. So to all of the healers, the channelers, the coaches, the authors, the public speakers, whatever it is you are or wish to be, I am inviting you to join my Light Crew Academy. If you are not going big yet and claiming the abundance that is waiting for you as a light for the world, then you are missing out. Did you know that the knowledge industry is a $355 million per day industry? I'm talking about what I do. And did you know that Forbes is predicting that that number is going to reach $1 billion per day by 2025? Now, I'm not talking um, brick and mortar school here. I'm talking knowledge industry, what you have learned by going through life. And for many of us, that means opening up to our abilities. We are being called upon, y'all. We have to step up. We have to get on our platforms and we must speak our truth. Those that are in my Light Crew Academy are having such epiphanies, aha moments, and they are busting through their fears and blocks left and right. They are learning so much about themselves and that they truly do have such an important message that they are not like anyone else here and that they have the opportunity to be the beacon of hope. I would love to have you join the Light Crew Academy. We have weekly live calls every Monday night. They are recorded in case you can't make it. But you also get into my members area where I take you step by step into discovering your message because, honey, that is your platform, where you came from, what you went through, what you created, what you overcame. That is all your platform. Your tribe is looking for you. They're waiting for you to step up into the spotlight, and I'm ready to take you there. Get in today. We can't wait to connect with you. It's time to shine as the collective light that we signed up to be. Check out the link below. Click and get in and you'll be hearing from me shortly.